Hey guys, welcome to the WCBC Podcast. My name is Hunter. My name's Alan. And I'm Cody. And we're back, and we do sound a little bit different. Um, me and Haley, we were sick last week, and so we've got like our podcast room. And I thought I left my computer in here because my charger's in here. And uh, to my surprise, it's not in this room. So I believe it's in a vehicle. So we're improvising today. Uh, we're using the phone, which will connect to the laptop. You know, Apple products, they just connect no matter where they are when they get together, you know. So, uh, I guess that's the benefit of technology is we can kind of improvise, which we're doing today. Um, so, we're, we're pretty excited about it. Um, so, like I said, we were sick last week. We've got some episodes that are going to drop. Um, this one's going to drop Thursday of this week. Um, so, we've got some episodes that are going to come out, I guess, last week it's kind of weird recording now but having to talk about the past but we're not there yet we're getting real tommy is what i'm saying Mm -hmm. um so today we're gonna kind of talk a little bit more about you know what it's like um to be dad to be husband um but in the aspect of like why it's important um, and we're going to kind of use this segment to close up on that i know we've done maybe about three or four on this but we're needing to close this up um, because we're going to move on to um, the design of the family, like how God designed family and like why it's important. Um, as you guys know, it's December, which is a pretty big month. A lot of people get a vacation, holidays, and Christmas is coming up. And it's just a good time of year to spend time with family because, um, you know, we're never promised tomorrow. You never know how circumstances and members can change. And, um, and so we're going to talk a little bit about the rest of this month about why family is important but you know i think today just to kind of talk a little bit more about being dad being husband and and trying to pick up where we left off a couple weeks ago is to talk about like the necessity of mom and dad i mean really like we could talk about just dad but that wouldn't be fair because mom and dad are both very important and, you know, here, here's an example. It's like today's society. They want the children to be able to determine what they want to do, what they want to be. And basically, like in the equation, they're trying to figure out how they can remove mom and dad. Mm-hmm. But also like grandpa and grandma, like any influence that a child could have, they're wanting to remove that so that way the child can become what it wants to be or what he or she thinks it needs to be. But, I mean, I thought of this last week, and this is not morbid, but, like, for instance, like, there's a reason, and y'all know this, like, if it's a knife or a gun or a hot stove, like, there's a reason why we try to keep children away from certain things, because you all, like, think about this, Um, my nephews, like, they're at such an innocent age that they just don't know things. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if we lay a knife down on the table and walk out of the room, he's going to pick it up. Mm -hmm. Like, he's going to cut himself. Or if we were to lay anything else on the table, or if we were to leave them in the kitchen with a hot stove, they're going to touch it. And what kind of makes me think, or what how it makes me feel, is when I think of a scenario like that, it makes me feel this like, oh, I need to be there to make sure that he's okay. I need to be able to be there. His parents need to be there, you know, to teach him not to pick up the knife or to touch the hot stove. But it's like society's wanting to remove the parents out of a scenario like that exactly. and just let the kid learn on itself so that way he it can be what it wants to be. And again, what it is is Satan using society to accomplish his agenda, which is to dismantle mm. the biblical definition of what the home is supposed to be about parents, 
raising their kids, discipling them, teaching them, being in their life, being engaged in their life. And uh, I think that, uh, you know, if society had its way, we would just step back and let them develop as like a plant, mm-hmm. which is not the case. Uh, the we're, we're, God created us as yeah. living souls. Mm-hmm. And because of that, uh, you know, he designed the marriage uh, around his relationship with us and his relationship w- with the church. And uh, that blueprint is something that we're supposed to go by to raise our kids to, to uh, uh, you know, teach them all the godly principles that the Bible instructs us to. And uh, I think society has just got so far away from that, it's it's pathetic. I think, too, and I'm not trying to get political, but, like, I mean, they want a generation to be raised up that solely trusts the government mm-hmm. and leadership in government and agendas more than parents. And that, I mean, that's, like, the setup for socialism, yep. a capitalism. I mean, that's a setup for a dictatorship, a brainwashing, however you want to define that. But, like, it's like I think about back in the Bible, too. Like, it said that a generation rose up that didn't know God after Joshua died. And they didn't do anything for God. They didn't live for God. They didn't know things about God. But that's because there was a parental generation that was absent. And I think what you're seeing now, especially, you know, like, I was born in the 90s. I think probably from, like, the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s, like, we are starting to see that repercussion Mm-hmm. of maybe even the 70s. I mean, we might go back a little bit more. We're starting to see a repercussion of a society, one, that's removed God from the equation, but then number two, a society that wants to remove parents and not want people to be educated and not want people to be led. They want people to be swayed by an agenda. And again, mm-hmm. it's an erosive process. You're exactly right, Hunter. I heard it when in the 70s when I was coming up. It was the hippie movement and free love and... And all that, it's 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 morphed into the uh, homosexual, gay, gay rights activists and, and uh, abortion and, and those topics that are we consider political. Yeah. But when you when you look at it from a spiritual standpoint, I mean, the way I see it, it's it's Satan uh, using people to accomplish his agenda, mm-hmm. and uh, God's people don't need to be naive. Yeah. And what's crazy is, like, we are speaking from a biblical point of view. So, like, when we look at all the things that have rose up in the last year, three, four years, like, there are some things that need to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Like, equality, same work wage. I mean, there, there are a lot of things. Absolutely. But from a biblical standpoint, like, we can't get behind, you know, uh, the homosexual movement. We can't get behind the, well, God just loves you no matter what you do or who you are movement. Um, and so the crazy thing about that, though, is like we want to speak our opinions from a biblical standpoint, but there are certain groups out there where if they were to listen to this podcast right now, they would try to cancel us while they're doing the same thing. They're speaking their opinions against us, but yet because society has been swayed to view things from a political standpoint or from a certain point of view, we're the ones that get canceled. And Christ- mm-hmm. Christians as a whole have lost their yeah. tolerance for uh, conflict or anything uh, in the realm of adversity uh, and say, oh, we have to be quiet. We can't. We have to be peace. And I get it. I, 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 I want to behave godly in all things. Yeah. But there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a mm-hmm. concept of contending for the faith that requires being steadfast in what you believe and, uh, you know, the old 
I'm going to use some old vernacular, some old church and ease convictions. And when people start backing up on what they believe and changing what they believe to accommodate what the world's cramming down your throat, Mm -hmm. uh, that's where the erosion takes place at. Yeah, and we can look all through society and see how small erosion leads to big erosion, which leads to movements and different things. And here's the thing, like, when we talk about the necessity for parents, and then we talk about the necessity to remove government from the household or agenda, I mean, we we love people as Christians. Like, we love people. I don't have a personal vendetta against a certain group or a certain person. No, I I just see it from a biblical standpoint that God does not like sin, and therefore I do not like sin, and I don't like what sin does to people. And I think there's a lot of people that have been misled and took the wrong path because of sin, and I I, I can't stand that. I, I hate what sin does to people, but we love people. But one thing that we have to be sure on is we can still love people and stand strong for how we believe exactly and our opinions and, and, and our faith. One thing I've noticed about myself, and I'm not, I'm not talking about anybody that's listening or anybody that's in the room, but what I've noticed is that as these topics come up, it's easy to get political. It's easy to get angry and emotional, and it's easy to get distracted off of what my responsibility is yeah. as an individual. Uh, and I can blame it on uh, the government. I can blame it on the far right. I can blame it on the far left. I can blame it on the church failing. I can blame it on all those things. But when it boils down to me and my responsibility at my house, that's where I need to settle in and do some very uh, realistic, diligent inventory on how am I behaving as a father mm. in my home yeah. in front of my kids and the decisions that are taking place from my household. And what's crazy is like, I mean, like, for instance, like, if you want to raise your kids differently, like, if you don't want them to be around Christianity or you want them to do something different because of what you think is right, in America, you have the freedom to do that. Sure do. People but here's the thing. For that. Yeah, and here's the, the thing. It's like, we want households to put Christ at the center of it, but I'm not going to take you to court and legally sue you and try to get your kids removed from your custody. parentship. Yeah. yeah, yeah, your custody because I think you're wrong and you're misleading your or kids. An unfit parent, or, and, and we can go down those rabbit trails. And, and here's to. the other thing: the other side wants to do that to Christian parents. Yep. They want right. to take their kids from it. And you might be listening to this and you're like, "There's no way, y'all." I'm telling you, go on Google. It won't take you long to find people that are wanting to persuade children. To leave their homes mm-hmm. to come live under a certain agenda, yep. but it's like from the other side, it's like Christians that I know of in in my context, we're not going to take you to court and try to steal your kids because you don't want them to be Christians. Now, if you choose to let your kid come here on a Wednesday night, absolutely they're going to yep. hear about Jesus. It's our responsibility because we have that freedom yep. to speak on that, and that's our faith. But like, if someone approaches you and wants to talk to you and your son about Jesus Christ and how he died for your sins, and you're like, I just don't want to hear that. Guess what? In America, you can say no to that because you have the freedom to it. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. The other side is powered. Is powered. And and Alan said, there is a satanic agenda out there. Absolutely. That wants to ruin Christianity, my friends. Think about this. Why are Christians and Jews always the targets? Why? 
Because it's a people mm-hmm. of God. Yep. It's a people that worships the true God. Now, obviously, the Jews are blinded because they rejected their Messiah. But later on, guess what? The Jews will be saved. God's got a plan for them. He's They're still his people. And so it's one of those things that it's like, it is so important to kind of wrap it back into what we're talking about. It's so important that as a parent, be a parent. Please be a parent. And if you're listening to this and you're part of a society or an agenda that wants to remove parents from the equation, I'd ask you so nicely, please stop. Please stop. Government, I know you all hear everything that comes out on the airways. Please stop. Please stop. Let parents be parents. Mm -hmm. And that goes across the board. Obviously, we're biased. Obviously, we're going to campaign that Christian parents should be able to raise their kids in the admonitions and the ways of the Lord, homeschool them if they want mm-hmm. to, be able to teach them about Jesus Christ and how to be a, a good person that lives in this society. Of course, we're going to advocate that because we know that that's the way to heaven. We know that's the way to have a relationship with God is the ways of Christ. But I'm telling you, please, if you're a parent, especially a Christian parent, Pour into your children and realize you're a necessity. If your child was put in a circumstance where it had to live on its own, he or she, they had to live on their own and not have you to guide them, think about that. what that would be like. Or grandparents that listen to this, think about it. what it would be like to not have mom and dad or grandma and grandpa for you to not be there. Number one, your emotions would get the best of you because you're like, ain't nobody taking me away from my baby. And I get that. That's part of why you're necessary. But think about a child trying to figure out its way. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of children in this life and in this world that have had to figure it out on their own. And I hate that because God designed parents to be there for their children. God designed grandparents to be there for their children. Brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles. God designed this family that they would always take care of each other. And I think it's crazy that there are kids that have grown up without mom and dad. Maybe because of a death. Mm -hmm. Maybe because mom and dad are not fit. They don't want to be parents, but they just had this child, and now they're just giving it out to the world or not taking care of it. Or maybe it's a third world country, or maybe there's certain circumstances where children have to grow on their own. And this is what I know. God's sovereign. God's in control. God loves his people. God loves Mm -hmm. my people. I'm saying creation. God takes care on the just and the unjust. Mm -hmm. People that are Christians get sick. People that are not Christians get sick. People that are not Christians get raises. People that are Christians get raises. All things, all of these things are only possible because of God's creation and because God's good. And so there are kids that grow up on their own. And yes, God does take care of those kids. God provides food. God provides shelter. Sometimes they're in circumstances where people don't let those children have food or they're in a poor environment. But the the point of it is, is like, if a child's grown up on its own, you know it's going to struggle. You know it's going to have a hard time. And if you're blessed enough to sit and listen to this podcast and think, I have my babies. I've, they've got their grandparents. Like, we've got our family. Listen, you're a necessity. You're a necessity. Children are a heritage unto the Lord. And, and it's, it's a big thing, right? Because the Bible says if you offend a little one, right? It's mm-hmm. better for you to have a millstone tied around your neck, thrown into a, a pond or a lake, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like... You're a necessity. So it's like, Alan's kids are grown. Alan, you're a necessity. Michelle is a necessity. Cody, you just had Peter Mm -hmm. not too long ago. You're a necessity. You and Bree. And not only are you a necessity to your children to help them, but guess who else you're a necessity to? Your spouse. Mm -hmm. So it's like this whole segment, we've talked about what it's like to be dad, what it's like to be husband. And it's like you have been blessed by God to be put in a circumstance where somebody needs you. 
and you need them. And that's how God created family. It's Absolutely. not just one person carrying the whole family. It's a unit that God has closely put together. It's an interdependency of each person knowing their responsibility scripturally and fulfilling that. I mean, if society had its way, uh, it, it would take our, our young little men like Peter and my, my grandson Donovan and emasculate them yes. and, and make a little... Uh, uh, Unisex, spineless yeah. people out of them. It's, it's our responsibility as m- male, not to be male chauvinist pigs or, or anything like that, but how to be a strong male. Traditional male. To follow the word, what the scripture says that we should you lead our family. Traditional anymore, uh, that's, <laughs> well, I mean, you don't. I, I mean, traditional, like I was watching a podcast earlier this week and it was a. Um, more right-wing traditional masculine men that are influencers like not very godly men but they stand for you know old school traditional masculinity and on the right side was a bunch of feminists right and they were arguing back and forth and in the middle of the podcast apparently some crazy guy started banging on the door of the home they were recording in and right before then those women were like men don't have to be old school masculine like this like we can take care of ourselves we don't need men and then as soon as that guy started breaking in the door and started kicking the door down they were all pushing the men go go get it go get it because it's naturally wired in them for men to be the protector the defenders the ones you look to as a leader and they're trying to demolish that in our society. And women, we're not saying you can't take care of yourself. Listen, if there's one woman that I knew would fight anyone when I was a kid, it was my mom. Yes. Because yeah, she'd sure. take care of her babies. Exactly right. I'm telling you, like, people, when they get put in points like that, they'll take care. But, like, Cody's bringing out a good point. Like, there's a way God's designed things. Exactly. There's a way God has designed things. And it's by God's design. It's not by our... I mean, if... if, if if a, a, a male can participate in female sports, mm-hmm. then I'm hunting. I'm hunting a juvenile hunt next year. I'm going to identify as a young person. Yes, mm-hmm. and go out and just absolutely kill like five deer. <laughs> yeah, but it's just crazy because even what Cody's saying about trying to remove uh, men or trying to remove women on the other side. I mean, we could take that idea, and it's like you know those cities that remove funding for police. And then all of a sudden, like, everything started going bad. And they're like, wait, wait, wait. We need yeah. these people. Give them their money back. Crime yeah. shoots through the roof. Everything. You can't You can't leave anything unsecured. It gets stolen. And they want to remove. They want the police then. And, I, and, I, and, I, and that's a whole subject. We absolutely will say that, yes, there has been brutality. There have been people that have definitely misused their power as police officers. No doubt. But what we're saying is, like, when we look at a situation where they remove all funding from a, a good place, like a good group of police mm-hmm. officers or a good institution, and then all of a sudden when that crime spike started happening after COVID, then they were like, oh, wait, we need the police. We need help. So it's one of those things that, like, even when it, you look at justice or you look at how God has designed protection, like God's come up with those ideas. They work. They're all have always been protectors. But what we're getting at is, like, there's a necessity for humanity to operate the way God has designed it. And we're so far away from it that we need to get back to that. And you know what? I I think one of the most important things is what we're going to talk about. I think it's the family. Mm -hmm. Because that's who you're going to be around the majority of your life. And that's the people that raise you. Help me out here. There's a scripture that says, seek God while he may be found. Yep. I don't know exactly where that's at, but it's the same concept where... Uh, you know what uh, police are violent police are corrupt police we don't need police and we we reject the police until 
our house gets broken into until mm-hmm. it's our property that gets misplaced. So it's our family that's in a threat. Mm-hmm. Seek God while he may be found because there may be a time in your life where you can't. Yes, that's right. There may be a time when you can't. I think and Paul you'll be, you'll said wanna, that. You'll want to find him. Paul said that on Mars Hill. I think he said, see God that he, happily that you might find him. That might be a different verse. But the idea is like, man, we live in a time where it's like God's good. Yep. God's evident. God's around. But what about a time when he's not? What about a time when he's not here? Exactly What about right. a time when there is a dictator known as the Antichrist ruining your life? We hope you're not there. We hope you're with Jesus. But my friends... Being a dad, being a husband, being a mother, being a wife is so important. And our encouragement in this is please seek biblical truths. Go look at our earlier podcast where we talk about scriptures. Or I think we did a podcast segment where we actually had husbands and wives talk about what it is that they have in their relationship and why it's so important. Go listen to those things. Check it out. And these next coming up episodes where we're going to talk about the importance of family and God's design of it, we really encourage that you to listen to it. And yes, I will say this. You listen to this podcast, we support things. Mm -hmm. And you might say that we're a right-winged church. We're not worried about that. But I'll tell you this. There are things that God has given us. There are people that God has put in order to protect us, and we support those things. We pray for those things, but we're not absolutely blind to the idea that, yes, people misuse their God-given positions mm-hmm. for corruption. Yep. And we absolutely we absolutely will identify that and not turn a blind eye to it. And that's one thing I love about having a biblical standpoint on politics, on supporting associations, on how we live our lives, is we want to bring everything to the light, the scriptures, determine whether it's right or wrong. And if it's right, we want to support it. If it's wrong, though, we want to call it out and encourage people to do what's right by scriptures. So, guys, do y'all have... Anything else? I know this episode's a little short from us, but uh, we love you guys. And we're going to work on an outro. I've been thinking about it. We have some new music we're about to put on the podcast, too. Jesus on three. One, two, three. Jesus. Jesus. All right, we'll see you guys next time. Peace out.